0: And welcome back to episode 158 of the weekly tech rant with me, Jay, and me, Carl. Welcome. We are back for what I can decide decidedly say is a uh, an episode that we probably didn't expect. We'd be talking about a lot of things we were going to be talking. We're going to be talking about regarding you know. Apple. Um, as I think in the show notes you put hell has frozen over for Apple and it, has indeed. it really has uh, but we we'll get to that. specific circumstances <laughs> yes indeed Yes, indeed. it's a very specific hell <laughs> but before we get to that uh, we've got a couple other tech stories to cover first on that and uh, a couple of items but before we do that as well a bit of housekeeping um, so we are, this is episode 158 uh, we were going to have a two week quiet period um, over the next week so we will have no episode released uh of uh the week of the uh the fifth no episode of the week of the 12th and we should hopefully all being well if the stars align uh get uh episode 159 out to you uh some point of the week of the 19th of february so a two-week quiet period um as we kind of got to map up some personal stuff and some work travel we just can't get these stars to align on that this week so we're <laughs> gonna have that break and come back i'm sure with a bumper crop of uh stories uh, for us to cover on that piece did I miss anything, Carl? Was that it? I think it was it, wasn't I it? I think that's it. Awesome. Awesome. So, as I said, we have got this week for you uh, the <laughs> the hell of a never Apple, but we've also got a couple of stories as well. Uh, first thing, is, we talked about this last week, uh, which was um, about the Apple 5G modems, wasn't it? We were talking about yes. like why Apple hadn't released uh, a 5G uh 5g modem uh, given that they acquired intel's modem division wasn't it and i think wasn't it was they picked up a couple of thousand employees and uh, yeah. loads and loads of patents haven't they but there's been an announcement by the qualcomm ceo cristiano uh, amon um during their um last uh, quarterly update of 24 saying that apple have got a deal with them until mm-hmm. at least uh 2026 well potentially 2027 yeah. if you look at it from a a, a release point of view so clearly Things haven't worked out for Apple, have they, on this point with their 5G modems?
1: No, no. I have... Because when did they buy Intel's modem division? That had to be like three or four years ago. Uh, easily. Easily, yeah. Easily. So what is holding them up? Did they just buy something that was really, really crap?
0: Well, no, I think... <laughs> From from some of the the stories, and again, you know, there isn't a statement from Apple on this. Of course not. But, you no. know, you know, uh, and they ha- Apple haven't commented ex- either on the extended deal with Qualcomm. The quote that came, um, the quote that uh, uh, Ammon said on uh, CNBC apparently was, "He's happy with the relationship." Well, that implies clearly that money's still flowing, isn't it? And oh, definitely, their harbours there. But apparently, there was a report uh, from Bloomberg last year uh, that said and again, you know, this wasn't, you know, this was Apple Insiders, um, that they can't make it work in the sense that all of their prototypes are not performing uh, above and beyond what the existing Qualcomm uh, modems are doing. Okay. So it was 2019 they acquired them, a billion dollar deal, 17,000 patents, and uh, just over 2,000 employees joined Apple, and they don't seem to be getting anywhere.
1: Wow. Uh, that's a lot of money to spend, not to get much.
0: Yeah, but don't forget, Qualcomm Qualcomm <laughs> so, supplies all of the modems in um, the iPhones. Yeah. I would imagine they also do them in the iPads as well.
1: Yeah, and the watch, no doubt.
0: Yeah, and Qualcomm also provides the SAT communication <laughs> modules that are used in the current generation of phones.
1: Yeah, they provide pretty much everything, so... They've got the inside track there.
0: I have indeed. But I thought it was just uh, given this story came out, um I wanna start I think it was yesterday this story broke uh about the extended deal. It just wanted to follow up on that. Um, because we were both a little puzzled, weren't we, why uh given yeah. that uh, acquisition, Apple hadn't done that. But Still I guess nothing. sometimes you, you can throw money at a problem and somebody will do anywhere. it better. Yeah, yeah, ultimately. And that's where we'll come to in a minute when we talk about <laughs> uh, some of the next story. But first off, um Given Microsoft's huge uh, sixty-nine billion, was it 67? 69, I can't remember now. A billion dollar acquisition. 7. 60, yeah, I was close. I was close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, given Apple's sixty-eight billion dollar acquisition. Microsoft, not Apple. What's oh, wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Microsoft sixty-eight point seven billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. <laughs> there we
0: go. Thank you. That's the one. Uh, they are now looking at how they can make the deal more efficient, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unsurprisingly, there has been a statement around job cuts, doesn't there, across the gaming gaming division?
1: Yes, 1,900 employees have been um, given their marching orders across uh, Activision Blizzard and the Xbox team. So it's not just all out of Activision Blizzard, it's a kind of a, across the the company there, the joint company. I suppose they haven't said who these people are, but about 8% of the total gaming workforce uh, I imagine a lot are going to be back office staff where there's duplicate roles and responsibilities
0: it's very likely given you have bought a massive company uh, that yeah. itself has made up of lots of subdivisions isn't it yes. and you're right there is going to be a standardization approach like any acquisition there are people going to be doing like you say those back office finance hr all those kind of jobs that are there plus dare i say it some of the leadership will have to be thinned out, won't it, as well?
1: Yes, uh, um, yeah. Mike Yabara, who's president of Blizzard, and Alan Adam, who's co-founder and chief design officer at Blizzard. Uh, they're both stepping down.
0: Which you would do, because you're not running your company anymore, right. are you?
1: No, no, exactly, yeah. I feel Spencer has said that, you know the leadership is committed, apparently, to navigating the process thoughtfully for those impacted. So hopefully, even if you are losing your job, there is a nice big payoff there with hope. <laughs> I'd hope so. Look, And the support these, that goes with it in helping you find another job.
0: Massively. And look, these things are never comfortable. Um, and, you know, it's never a nice conversation to have. But what no. I would say is this is not a shock. No, this it's is, not. Given the amount of money they spent, given the size of these organizations, given also that Microsoft themselves have been letting some people go, haven't they, as well? Yeah, recently. so not
1: just Activision Blizzard. It's across the entire Xbox teams. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. You know, you know, Having made run done it myself, um, um, twice now, there is a there is a good way of doing it and a not so good way of doing it, and I've been on receiving end of both, so it does vary.
0: Yeah, and you're right. I mean, when you look at the numbers, nearly was it 1,900 people? Is a lot of people, but actually, that's eight percent, isn't it, of that division that Microsoft have for gaming? So, look, you know, I do hope these people are treated well, um, but Microsoft have got to find a way to balance the uh balance the sheets yeah. haven't they, given they have, yes. money, you know um but they're also across the industry there's been other layoffs as well isn't it in the yeah. gaming part of it so what was it there was a discord uh, twitch is it embracer have
1: um, done a load again haven't they
0: they have indeed haven't they yes that's right apparently um in january we saw twitch cut a third of its staff Yeah. Um, but that was part of a wider amazon layoff um which interestingly was around their Prime Video and MGM Studios division. Now, yeah, it's not one. Which is not one because, but again, <laughs> is that because, again, acquisition?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah potentially. And I,
0: I wonder whether, again, a lot of it's natural, uh, people, you know, uh, leaving part of that, you know, uh, restructuring. But yeah, ultimately. The other one was uh, Google, apparently, a thousand people go.
1: Okay, uh, where was that from? I remember reading that. Got...
0: So, so, well, it it, it was. Oh, so yeah, the so the hardware the, team, have the assistants
1: gone. and the hardware division. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, they've been they've been slimmed right down. Mm. Um, I saw a number the other day uh, that as as this was September, so things that may have changed. But as September last year, uh, Google was, or oh, excuse me, Alphabet was around one hundred eighty-two thousand people.
1: Wow, wow, that's a lot of people.
0: But, you know, the, the last year was, well, the last year and the year before was a was a bloodbath, really, wasn't it, in yeah. terms of layoffs? And I think we're seeing again, but look, I think you've got to look at the bigger picture here in that the economic outlook isn't great. You know, tech companies are making money, which you would argue, well, why would you lay people off? Yeah, but the most expensive part of any organization is the people, isn't it? Of course it so, is, yeah you know you need to become more efficient you need to slim down it which is not a good way to look at it and look thankfully i'm not on the receiving end of that but uh you know those that are are usually because they're either expensive you know their roles are expensive or somebody can do it cheaper or in a game of m&a there's already there's somebody else doing your job as you know potentially as well isn't it it's a very difficult situation but uh i don't think we've seen the last of it i suspect we're going to see more of this coming this year again as people uh Line up, but yeah, you're right. Like, the embrace thing. I just found the, the link I had on my things. Um, <clears throat> they also cancelled the new juice X game, they did indeed.
1: Yes, uh, that, um, was the,
0: that was that was also the news I saw there as well, which I was really apparently it'd been in development for two years. Uh, Edeos Montreal, uh,
1: yeah, you know, I could have done one of those, I quite enjoyed them.
0: It yeah, was the last one, human, um, what was, oh, a long okay, well, time was ago, good,
1: ago. Bit, like, 10 plus years ago, didn't it?
0: Yeah, then it got a They got, uh, got a kind of director's cut, didn't it, release? And oh, they um, had the
1: mobile version of it. Uh, that, Go or whatever.
0: Yeah, that was kind of like an early version of Cyberpunk, wasn't it? In, yeah. As in the way it looked and felt in the kind of the, yeah. the city side of it. Oh, shame, shame. We're talking again, before we get to the next story, did you see that video um, of the cancelled Call of Duty game from Neversoft?
1: Oh, I've not watched it. I know you sent me the link, but I haven't had a chance to watch that one yet.
0: Oh, that was awesome. So it was... It was um, NeverSoft, who uh you know you may know from the uh what's it called skating games what's his name um tony hawk thank you <laughs> yes thank you i couldn't think of his name so they uh they apparently were were up to create a call of duty game uh which was this is going back some years so this would have been a, probably an xbox 360 kind of uh that yeah. um, it was going to be known as call of duty future warfare and the video that was released Showed very typical, similar kind of Call of Duty, but set on a moon-based assault mission. Uh, okay. And it was really, I have to say, it looked really good. And it, the code name is NX1. Um, and it kind of, if you've seen uh boss of boss the Apple TV show, you know, For All Mankind, yeah. it had kind of it looked a bit like For All of Uh For All Mankind going a Space Battle. And you know, it was this is 10 years old, you know, at this stage, mm-hmm. but it has been verified uh by um
1: Sounds That's kind of like it, was it? Oh, they did one in space, didn't they? Is it Infinite Warfare? I think that had some space Call of Duty, that, but, that was space-based as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so, so some of the developers who worked on it have confirmed it, and it was said that this probably would have been released in place of Call of Duty Ghosts. Okay. Um, apparently, it was quite far down the line. They had two to three campaign missions made, and a part of the multiplayer framework was built as well, um, and then it was knocked okay. on the head.
1: No. Shame, it looks really
0: good, but if you Shame. get a chance to look at it, NX1, yeah, so, uh, yeah, nice. never mind, um, there you go, they apparently had, they pivoted from Guitar Hero to Call of Duty, that's a bit of a left
1: turn yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> right well talking talking about gaming and uh experiences then um yep. obviously we're going to talk a bit about the vision pro in a moment but meta of course have responded to the release of the vision pro haven't they and uh have decided to kind of make a
1: position haven't they draw a line and say i have yes they're not going to be the leaders well i don't know they are they They want to be the android of the ARVRL, VR they've said so does that mean sell the most headsets uh I don't know what they mean by the Android or the AR, VR world here.
0: I was going to say, surely it must be shipping
1: more. <laughs> shipping more, because I, it, it, I suppose it depends on what your view of Android is, isn't it, as an operating system. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be banking on Apple's uh, Vision Pro being a success and helping boost their own uh, VR headset business. Yeah, so I guess
0: if you look at it, as always, the, we've got the iPhone Android argument again, and you can yep. see what they're doing. here. Vision Pro, you know, as we know from the first talking we talked about last week, high-end premium device, iPhone esque. You're right, Android much more um, much more consumer friendly. Does pretty much all of the same things, doesn't it? But maybe yep. not to the same degree. And Meta, I suppose, actually, I think you're right. They are the leader in AR VR the, the moment. The, aren't definitely, they? the number of headsets shipped. It's going to be Meta, definitely. And you know, it does. I hate to say this, it does what it says in the tin. It it gives you the experience you want. Yeah, Apple's going for a far different approach here, but Meta yeah. is kind of the what's it the I want to say the, the for the masses. That's it. It's good the good enough. Masses. Yeah, but I think they're right here. I mean, look, this is going to help Meta if the Vision Pro takes off. This will re uh, recharge that market space because yeah. people will be looking to get that experience won't they and it if will. you can't afford the three and a half thousand dollar vision pro five hundred
1: dollars you know, is a more appeasing proposition isn't it
0: bingo a quest three all of a sudden is a lot more attractive proposition isn't it and
1: the quest three does uh, ar as well uh, probably not to the degree that apple vision does but they have shifted that way it's got a full color pass through it's apparently okay i say it's not going to be up to the level of the vision pro is it but uh again it might be good enough
0: no, the only thing I would say here, and I think it's going to come down to is software, isn't it? This is going to be about who can capture the right alliances um, with the developers, the right software launches yeah. here to get that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it, Meta needs to make this an attractive proposition for the developer market that it isn't going to cause them concern. You know, the same that Apple is with their commission and, we, you know, that's something else we're going to talk yeah. about a bit. You know because ultimately these things the hardware is great but they live and die on the on what you can play what you can use on them isn't
1: it yeah definitely
0: but um there was I saw a statement said there was in a 95 article um, from Apple saying that um, was it uh, Greg Josiak in the past apparently said that metaverse is the word you'll never use <laughs> um, I uh, I feel I feel certain yep. those statements they are going to come back and bite you in the arse a little. Bit. Excuse my language. <laughs>
1: <laughs> apparently, Meta charge thirty percent as well. Oh, they do. They do. Uh, apparently, What was this article dated. Oh, that was twenty twenty two. So things may have changed since then. I was trying to see what it was, but yeah, last I heard, thirty percent.
0: Well, maybe they'll have to rethink their own piece there. You know,
1: <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Are, are they the gatekeepers of the VR world? <laughs>
0: maybe they are maybe they are you know maybe that'll push more developers to apple then and we'll get a you know all round experience yeah i i i'm i i think this is good i competition is good for 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 many parties aren't they you know yeah i think as long as the competition as long as the competition is fair and the outcome for the consumer is good then i've got no problem with it yeah and, you know, let's talk about, it. you know, that's the choice you have a choice. You have Android, you have Apple, uh, yes. so, well, yeah, you know, or, or I should say you have you have uh, iOS or you have uh, um, Android, but you have a choice what you want to spend. You have different price points. Ultimately, they all do the same thing in one way or another. You, you know, you have the same ultimately the same uh, outcomes on that device, isn't it? Just in a yep. different way of doing it. And the same is going to apply here with with Meta and their Quest devices yes. and Apple Vision Pro, you know. The thing is, is is the question we is, Meta, I think, will cap, uh, get more capital kind of share of this because right now I can take the Meta Pro, I can use it with a Android device, I can use it standalone, I can plug it into my PC and play games yep. with it. That Vision Pro doesn't do that at the moment, does it? It's a very niche No, no it's a uh, self-contained thing. I think you can look yeah. up to
1: your Mac, can not you? You can get... You, of course, you can do that. Right, yeah.
0: yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's definitely something we need to think about. But there we go. Mm-hmm. So then, let's talk about Apple's week from hell.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, where to begin? There was so much. All of a sudden, there was about 20 announcements, wasn't there, from Apple. Uh, all, all to do with, obviously, the digital markets acting in the EU and being forced to comply. Uh, I think they had a date of, was it the March the 7th, I want to say? So, uh, yeah, to get these changes out. So they the Big bang approach, and I think a lot of it's coming with iOS 17.4, isn't it? Which you've got the beta of, but basically,
0: Debbie's yeah. one has dropped, yeah, correct. It yeah.
1: has, uh, so they started off with uh, announcing a reduced commission structure for apps in Europe. So, this is where you pay, uh, currently is it 30% to Apple, yep. or is it 15% if you're below a certain threshold? I want to say,
0: yeah, below that kind of cap level, isn't it?
1: That yeah, it is. The so, they they reduced that. So, again, EU only, uh. So right, they can. You can now accept alternate terms. Uh, you can stay where you currently are with a 13%, uh, sorry, 30%, 15%, depending on volume, or accept the new terms, which is basically uh, a commission rate of 17% plus an extra 3% if you're going to use Apple's in-app purchase system. Obviously, if you're using someone else's payment processing, then you don't pay that 3%. Uh, for the small business developers, the ones that were paying 15%, they can now take a 10%, again plus 3% for the payment if you want to. Um, but this is, this is the, the gotcha. There is now a new core technology fee for yes. high-volume apps. Uh, so basically, this, this applies if your annual install for the apps is over a million installs per year. And if you are, you have to pay fifty or 0.5 of a euro, so 50 euro cents per annual install. Uh, and basically, the first time you install it in that 12-month period, the uh, developer gets charged for it. And um, yeah, and you can install it as many times as you want, and they won't get recharged. But if you still have it installed, the next twelve months they get another charge as well. So
0: I can see a problem
1: here. Can you see the problem here? Well, the problem for me is if you have a wildly successful free app, all of a sudden, and you yes. go over the million, you're now owing money and not making any money. No. Mm, so do you want to play that game? Uh, I, I would suggest if you're building a free app, stick to the old terms. Yeah, definitely. If you're yeah, if you're doing a, a paid for app, then maybe the new ones are, are better terms. But obviously, you're going to have to pay that money if you go over a million.
0: So, this is the concern that I have here is yeah. that exactly to your point, let's just say you and I create a wildly successful free application that goes viral, um, but it costs us nothing to build. You know, I don't know. You're let's just say we stumble on, you know, on something. Uh, amazing you know but all of a sudden yeah. let's say flappy bird let's just that's a great example yeah. Flappy
1: isn't it?
0: Bird, yeah we we create the next flappy bird that took us 10 minutes to code basically but all of a sudden becomes a cult here yeah and all of a sudden that cr- crashes over a million downloads and we're screwed because all of a sudden how are we going to pay that we're not this isn't a job for us this isn't a you no. know a, a commercial venture um where you know you're what you're going to be absolutely de-incentivized to want to create any oh. application on iOS unless you, you are commercial, you
1: immediately owe Apple half a million euros. Yeah, it's yes. just like, whoa, uh, yeah, per year. Sorry, per year.
0: Yeah, you know, okay, different if you've got a commercial business here and an application where you're charging some outcomes,
1: yeah. you can fact that in there. You've got a subscription based app that's I know five euros a month, whatever, and then yeah, 50 well, half a euro hit out of that per year is nothing. It's like you can factor into your costs,
0: and you can do that. But if you, like, say you've got a successful application, a free app, <coughs> you're, yeah, you're going to be terrified, aren't you? I mean, okay, yeah. let's be honest. I know Apple say it. so. Apple reckon is it less than one percent of developers are going yeah. to pay this? Uh, let's call it the CTF, um, because a million downloads is, yeah, it is a it is a large install base. But it does happen. It does, it does. happen.
1: And now, and we'll get to that when we talk about the third party stores, but. Uh, Yes, even third party stores are going to have to pay this fee. So if you want to make your own store, uh, uh, yep. And you don't get that million install grace period either with a third party store. Every person that installs your third party store, you have to pay half a euro for per year.
0: Just, I, you know, <laughs> Apple sometimes absolutely uh, puzzle me in their approach because why? Why? What is it?
1: Well, why? What because mean? they don't want this. They're being forced to it. So they are and They're
0: penalising you and me. Uh, they're penalising everyone. In, yeah.
1: They're abiding to the very strictest terms of the law here. So if, you know, if it says this, they'll do exactly that, but nothing else. So they're not doing the spirit of the law. They're doing the exact terms of the law on what they can get away with. They, yeah, but, they don't want but, you to install a third party. They don't want you to go anywhere else.
0: No, but the other thing is, though, it says here, though, that you, uh, you don't have to use a new structure.
1: No, you can stay with the old one.
0: So you can sit there with the old one, but at some point, that surely they're going to want to shift people across to unify um, their approach. But maybe it, is, it, yeah.
1: just,
0: it worry. It just is worrying, isn't it, that they are?
1: I, I suppose they need the old one in place because a lot of applications are free on the App Store.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So you don't. Wanna and you don't want to cut those off. So stick to the old rate. Not you're going to pay anything. But uh yeah.
0: Yeah, just it is. This is this is going to, I think, going to be a real test mm. for other software vendors who are going to fall into this place. In particularly, obviously, on the Android marketplaces and yep. You know how how are they going to respond to this as well? Because surely, I don't know. I just, I it, yeah, I just think there's a lot of people who are going to read that and perhaps interpreted it in a really kind of terrifying way. And you know. Yep. Now may not want to ever develop for iOS again because they feel hmm. that's the way, you know is the way to go,
1: but only in the EU. Uh, uh, granted, sorry, the the only European the Economical EU. Area, not the EU, because no, Britain yeah. is part of the EU, but we're not in the EEA. Uh, where this applies.
0: Well, we're not technically in the EU
1: oh sorry um, we're in europe sorry not in the eu yeah yeah europe. yeah this is, sorry i should european clarify Union that one and, we're in europe the but not Union, the EU. and
0: then the, yeah and then the european economic area isn't it but doesn't that
1: d- differ slightly from the eu as a whole there's some nuance there isn't
0: there yeah because the economic area also goes out to countries that aren't full members as well isn't it, it that was it uh, switzerland
1: and stuff like that is it switzerland
0: that's not part yeah. of the eu not in the same way no in some no of the not in the same way
1: there's a nuance there isn't there yeah
0: so with that, so with that, then we got i you say, seventeen point four iOS seventeen point four beta one dropped as well, didn't it? Which, yeah. which brought with it some of these uh, these changes, then. It
1: did, yeah. So not only did we get the reduced rates, uh, we obviously then got the ability for uh, new app stores. Okay, so yeah, alternate marketplaces again, EU only. Um, again, there are caveats uh, to this. Uh, so we uh, yeah. Uh, It's just reading my notes here. So basically, ah, this is the one. Yeah. So if you want to run a third-party app store, not anyone can do this, of course. There are, you need a, is it notarization requirements? That's That's what Apple calls them, yes. So basically, I'm trying to get my head around how this actually works.
0: Well, it's the same on Mac, by the way. Is it? Yeah.
1: So basically, you need to go through this, process of how basically having your app reviewed and receiving an installation key. Okay, So even if you're using a third-party market, you still need to be an Apple developer, so you need to sign up to Apple developer account. My understanding from reading it is actually the app itself is still stored on Apple servers and distributed from there. The marketplace is really kind of a middleman who uh, advertises it, may take a payment cut, etc. But it's still authorised by Apple servers and distributed from that, is my understanding. But... Wasn't entirely clear. Yeah, a, so
0: it's slightly slightly different. So with, with Mac, yeah, notarization yeah. on a Mac, as an example, uh, is an automated process, right? So it basically is to say that um, you know, if you ever seen? I don't. You know, you've probably seen a screenshot. You probably haven't. But it says you go to install an app, and it says. X, xy app is is uh, an app that's been downloaded from the internet are you sure oh gate, you is a gatekeeper to, what do we call it? yeah you want to basically so that is it so gatekeeper basically is telling you that whoa, whoa um but when but what it's telling you is that the it, it knows it's been notarized so yeah. and that's that is not an app review system it is an automated approach that oh. scans it for content code signing issues basically just to say look you know it's an app. It meets the definition of an app. It's got the right settings, but look, Apple didn't, you know, this hasn't come from the app store. Yeah. So quite frankly, uh, we don't know whether or not it's really going to be truly safe, but in there is you've got to have the developer ID key in there. So if anything does go wrong, Apple can still it, yeah. pull it back to you. So I understand the, from what I understand, I think you're right. The iOS approach is similar. It's still a gatekeeper approach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, yeah, it's, it's still it's still a, another step that people. It to is, jump
1: yeah. Apparently, they have automated checks uh, as well as go through what Apple describes as a baseline human review, and they're looking for accuracy, functionality, safety, security, and privacy around the apps. Um, but uh, the other big one is what's to say. So, to, it goes along with this notarization. You also have to have what they call a letter of credit. Sorry.
0: Yeah, this is this a oh, sort of so crazy
1: yeah. part. Potential app suppliers basically need to provide evidence that they can financially support developers and customers of their platform, which sounds kind of correct. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that one. But what does that evidence look like, really? So basically, they need to get uh, a letter of credit to the tune of a million euros from a, a, a credit-rated rate, agency, don't they? Credit rating agency. So uh, S&P, Fitch, Moody's... But, To basically say they've got a million pounds.
0: This is just bonkers,
1: isn't it? It has to be every year as well. Not just the first time you do the app store; you have to renew this or show evidence every year as well to Apple.
0: It's just this is this is this is Apple. This is their poison pill, isn't it, to stop you doing this? There's nothing to say they can't do this. There's no legislation to say they can't do this. They, uh, you know, they are absolutely. Taking this to the nth degree to stop can, you doing it
1: can I can kind of see the point of protecting yeah if you if you could anyone could fire a preferred party app store yeah. what's to stop the app store provider stealing all the money that gets paid no you're right uh, I, so but... I can see the reasoning behind that one but it's a bitter pill to swallow it is isn't it. You know, I don't think you have to worry about that. With people like Microsoft and even yeah. Tom uh, Sweeney himself is going to have an epic store. and They'll probably be the first people out with it. Uh, oh, God, they will, they they will be, and they will they, they will pay developers. I you know, much as I'm not, I don't like the guy. Uh, it, yeah, he's not going to not pay the developers. But if some shady person or not necessarily shady, something with good intentions that just goes horribly wrong. It puts a lot of developers and potential users out of money.
0: It does, uh, but there are ways of doing this, surely. You know, I just mean this is its a lot of money. It's a lot. We will of say, money. We'll see what
1: the EU say yeah, about money. I it, presume, though, the EU are on board with this one. This shouldn't be a surprise, though. I imagine they ran this past the EU before. Announcing this, you would have thought.
0: Well, just you know. By the way, Epic have already, already teased that. Um, was it was lawsuit back. time? No, so they they tweeted on the 25th of Jan, yeah. Fortnite game says, uh, remember Fortnite and iOS? How about we bring that back? I, I quote, later this year, Fortnite will return in Europe on iOS through the Epic Games Store. Then they put in brackets, shout out DMA, an important new law launching in the EU, making that possible. Apple, we're watching you.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: But I, I thought, I'm pretty sure, didn't they have that developer ID revoked?
1: <laughs> I thought they did. So I was trying to wonder how this is going to work. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure on that one. Did they yeah, have... Oh.
0: Tim, Tim Sweeney basically... Uh, you know, Tim Sweeney said that um, Fortlight was basically... I think he's... Remember, didn't
1: he talk about being blacklisted, didn't he? Um, Possibly, I mean, yeah.
0: I'm sure that was what he said at some point about being blacklisted or words to that effect, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that materialises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, just, it just made me smile, though, when you said about that. But, I mean, a million, a million euros of credit... Um, as you say, then this is you know, it's not a huge gonna...
1: amount for a, a proper business, no, because no, it kind of no. rules out your hobbyists creating a store for maybe I, whatever reason, hopefully, yeah. something like that, you know,
0: yeah, which is what they don't want again. This is what Apple are trying to avoid, they're trying to remove um, all of that, you know. Uh, yeah.
1: Risk, and, as they say it, you know. Yeah, cracked games, cracked apps, uh for free, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like uh Sydia.
0: Well, their press release, wasn't it? This is the thing. Take a step back a moment. The press release they put out, in one hand, talked around complying with the rules, didn't it? And this is what we're going to be offering. And then uh, literally in the same breath made it very clear in
1: quite, um, we're not happy.
0: Yeah, in legalese, that's the right word, isn't it? Yes. Uh, how Apple thought this was the worst thing ever. And, you know, we really, we really strongly recommend that as a, you don't do this, you don't have it. And that's why it's
1: only coming out in the EU, and we're basically forced to.
0: <laughs> yes, But I really do see the US um, catching up on this. I think the US yep. will follow suit. Maybe I think it may be done at a state level, you know, thinking like the California Privacy Act and things like that, um, and others. I really think the US will catch up on this. But there isn't, it isn't. So, we, so we've got the uh, the app store then. We've got yep. like, you know, to get the free app store. But this is now also affecting other parts, isn't it? It
1: is. So yes, we're getting the, uh... so Apple was 17.4 apparently the first time you launched Safari or prompted to say, do you want to make Safari your default browser? Off your other options, but they're also, with the same breath, giving us third party web engines because currently all browsers whether Chrome, Firefox, or somewhere else on iOS still use the WebKit engine. So now you'll be able to have the Chrome engine, the Firefox engine, or any of that engine there on the uh, device. Apparently well, that's Apple,
0: the thing, isn't yeah? it? Chrome, Chrome is re- basically a reskin Safari, so isn't it? Yeah, they're it? just and different wrappers WebKit, around WebKit isn't?
1: with some extra features or not. Uh, but Apple is apparently creating new APIs to support these features. You can have it as default again, like you could before anyway. Uh, they are giving you a bit to use it, that engine as an in-app browser with an application, so you could call the Chrome engine rather than the WebKit within your app. Um, yeah, again, EU only, obviously, because they're being forced to that, so you're not getting it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, what else did we get? <gasps> We're getting game streaming or the ability to have game oh, streaming on think, an yeah. app store. Cause obviously when Apple, uh, sorry, when Microsoft brought out game pass, uh, Apple basically said, yeah, you need to create a separate app for every single game you're streaming, didn't they? For your entire catalog, which is odd. Cause you don't have to do that with Netflix for movies or Spotify for songs, but Apple will now allow you to have one app with multiple streaming games. I- they're allowing chatbots? I wasn't sure what that was about, because can't you no, already get Chat GPT? Yeah, you've already got that, yeah. I imagine there's some nuance I'm missing there, but uh Maybe it's loosening built in. the rules.
0: Maybe it's built in because remember Apple are weird about apps that have got other apps built in, haven't they? Yeah. They so are.
1: they're kind of allowing that now. And again, that's not this isn't actually going to be EU only. This is worldwide. So we should hopefully at some point have a, a dedicated client for Game Pass, I imagine.
0: Now this this I think will be really Really good, yeah. Because we, app this will also Microsoft will benefit from this massively given the xcloud cloud gaming piece. I think this is going to be for us people who are on Game Pass and people interested. is going to be because now I, I'll be able to say right, let's take my I take my iPad. In the second controller, yep. I'm going to get that native experience as opposed to having it do through a browser, which, which is was not kind of limit when it
1: came to controls. Not a bit yeah, it's all so, a bit, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. So having all of that I think, is going to be really good. Though it's interesting though to talk about Microsoft because they've actually denounced, haven't they? Uh, the the plans on the DMA, not the DMA itself, um, but um, one mm. of the uh, one of the leaders from the uh, oh, excuse me, one of the. Uh, Microsoft leaders have said that they don't believe that the plans by Apple are actually conclusive to helping their consumers, and they ask them to listen to feedback. Um, okay. So whether or not they do or not, I think that's purely around the whole structuring, isn't it? Because it's going to cost Microsoft money. If Microsoft want to launch an app store; it's going to cost them money.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it will do. Yeah, for every user that installs the, the third-party store, whether they use it or not.
0: Yeah, so they're not going to want to do that. Um, to go back to your browser piece, though, is interesting because if you think about the moment, a- Apple have already been allowing this for a while in the sense that you could choose a different browser. Not you can have a default engine.
1: browser, can't you now? But Which that doesn't opinion. control the in-app browser it calls. No, but the you embedded are... one in, and, and then Reddit, yeah. for example, or Twitter. You click a link and it opens a web page, but that's still using WebKit. So apparently, that can now be a, Mo- a Firefox or Chrome's engine.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? So I, I think you know, this is these are steps in the right direction. This is, um, this is no different though to what we've seen previously with Windows eleven, uh, Windows yeah. sorry, Windows generally, I mean, not Windows eleven. Um, these are uh, you know, these these changes are coming. You know, th- this whole browser thing. I mean, that just that just history repeating itself, isn't it? It is. No. Um, mm. You know, that one made me smile when I saw that, but it is just history repeating itself.
1: It is, yeah. But, no. I was going to say, if you've not already had enough caveats, there are plenty more.
0: Oh, yes. There's always a caveat, my friend.
1: There is. Now, all these these wonderful things. If you are in the EU and you thought you were golden, well, um, yeah, the EU only ruled that iOS was a gatekeeper, not that (laughs) iPad OS or TV OS or watch OS were gatekeepers. So a lot of this only applies to your iPhone. Uh, So, yeah. A quick rundown. Uh, third-party app stores uh, are going to be uh, iPhone only. No iPad at all on that one. The new prompt for Safari, again, is iPhone only. Support for third-party browser engines is iPhone only. Um, all one we missed, the ability to set default NFC on what apps will be available on iPhone only. You've got that one. Um, changes to the app store policies are across any platform, but again, still limited to the EU. <laughs> Uh, but the ga- uh, game streaming one that's going to be worldwide on any platform, yeah, which kind of puts the span on our whole works. If I want to use a third party store to get, I don't know, say Fortnite for example, then I can only have it on my iPhone and not my iPad. same for my shiny new Chrome only in the EU as well, <laughs> and only in the EU if it's Tuesday at four o'clock and the wind is blowing this way.
0: I just this is Apple again splitting hairs because we all know iPad OS is iOS with some slight variations. The core code base is exactly the same. And and as far as the DMA w- ruling really goes, if we if we start to step back here, as far as they're concerned, the App Store is a gatekeeping service and that is across all of Apple's uh, outcome, is it? Not just... Not yeah, just that's why there's the, a
1: mixture on there. Uh, I suppose... Apple are are trying to play the EU at their own game. The EU are very specific on things like you have to have USB-C as a charging port. Yeah. uh, This particular platform was a gatekeeper, but this one isn't. So I suppose Apple are playing them at their own game. If you want to be very specific, we will also be very specific. (laughs) Not that this helps anyone other than Apple, but I I see what they're doing. and I find it quite funny. I, yeah. I do
0: as well. And I think I, I think I see how this is going to play out. I think I give it 12 months. <laughs> we 20. The
1: DMA 2.0.
0: <laughs> I think I think they will be going. I think they will be. I mean, I would suspect the EU is already reviewing this as well. But wouldn't you wouldn't you be surprised that there'll be amendments to the DMA yeah. in the next 12 to 18 months that start to kind of, you know, clamp down on some of these practices yeah. to avoid other vendors doing it?
1: Clearly, someone in the EU, when they, or people in the EU, when they were drafting this, uh, underestimated Apple and its fleet of lawyers.
0: Well, you do that at your peril, let's be honest, isn't it? <laughs> well, this is what I
1: think they've learned, haven't they?
0: <laughs> you, you absolutely do that at your peril. Like the USB uh,
1: charging standard, or Apple were just going to put USB-C, but with USB 2.0 speeds in it, unless you've yeah. got the Pro version where you get USB 3.0 speeds or 4.0 speeds or whatever.
0: I, yeah, just... <laughs> I mean, look, I love Apple. I love their vision. I love what the company does. Hardware-wise, you know, we've all bought into the, uh, we've all swallowed the red pill, as they say. But they could be a real um, ass
1: sometimes. <laughs> they
0: really can, can't they? You know, to the, be, point, yeah. to the point, to the point this I feel is always detrimental to their consumer base because you know what they're doing here, ultimately is going to
1: impact. But the whole, that's just, the way Apple's know, been ever since Steve Jobs, we've got a vision. This is how we're going to do it. Get on board or don't buy an Apple product. This is just how it is. You know this going in.
0: Yeah, you're right. And actually, when you strip it right back, you don't have to buy their products or services. You're not being
1: forced to and then told you have to do it this way. You don't have to buy this.
0: No, there are choices in the marketplace.
1: If you want to be open and free and do what you want, you go with Android. If you want a more curated lockdown, whatever vision, then you go with Apple yeah
0: no no it is i'm with you i'm with you it's just uh
1: i spent a lot of time laughing that night when they still dropped <laughs> oh dear
0: yeah so there you have it hell has frozen over at least in the eu for apple and, and on uh, iPhone. And <laughs> <a normal> iPhone. <laughs> but changes are coming and i think you know this will have a wider impact across the whole of the Apple ecosystem, mm-hmm. not just to yeah. the EU. You know, I think we would be naive to say that this is going to be localised, you know, yeah. and I, and I think anybody who is a consumer of Apple in the US or other countries probably should realise that these changes are going to impact you at some yeah. point. I think the Asian markets are probably going to be next with the third party. Yeah, South Korea North. is like
1: that, I imagine.
0: I think they'll definitely follow on. And US, you know, look lawmakers there are cracking down on big tech we all know that you know was it, I think it was yesterday in in the US um wasn't wasn't Mark Zuckerberg getting grilled by some con- 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 uh, congressional hearing oh he
1: was yeah yeah about safety on social media apps and stuff wasn't
0: he yeah <clears throat> excuse me I think it was him wasn't it? And there were several other tech CEOs uh, that were uh, that are up at Capitol Hill um And I I heard, I I think I read, according to the BBC at least, that he was almost forced into apologising. He did apologise
1: to the the audience, didn't he? But he will not pay any money as a fine. (laughs) So it was a it was a hollow. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was uh, so uh, you know just on that point, you're right. There was uh, yeah, there were some issues. We'll cover that probably in uh, in in, in next episode. But uh, TikTok were also in the room as well. well. So were X. <laughs> yep uh,
1: but yeah, but so one other thing to add to the iOS Apple story is, uh, and we didn't mention it, it was all the extra feet. Um, I want to call it ways uh, way to determine where the user is.
0: Oh yes, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't mention that. lots what of extra these...
1: safeguards in there, not just your GPS location or your IP address. You can't fool it with a VPN. It takes historical records into account, all sorts of clever metrics to figure out where your home country really is.
0: And that's right. And it shows up now. And that point, you're right. So if you're using 17.4 or when you comes out, you have to go into your phone, uh, iPhone, of course, go into settings general about. And at the bottom of the screen, scroll right to the bottom. it says identifiable region in large bulk capital letters. And mine says GB, uh, obviously, because we're not in the EU. Um, I think this will change because A, it's in capitals and B, at the bottom, it's got like... um, a tag that says identical region footer change. So I think yep. that's clear placeholder at the minute. So, yeah, yeah
1: th- this is the gatekeeper behind unlocking or disabling those features. So it's in there for everyone if you're in the right region, or as your home region I should say. So it's very easy for Apple on the server level to flick a switch and say G B is now allowed all this. The US is allowed side, that, yeah. etc.
0: Yeah. And this is all this is all of this, you know, let's be really clear about this. Anybody that says all oh, this stuff isn't available in the US. No, no, it is. You're just not seeing it, you know. This yeah, all of these baked capabilities, into the capabilities. Yeah, this is just flick a switch time. Um, but yeah, very very valid point there. You're right to how they're doing that. I think we, we yeah. should have covered that.
1: Well, I think that was I it. Think
0: that's, I was going to say we covered a lot there this week. Oh. Uh, I think it was a, a lot to cover. Um, next week, I'll say we won't be back next week. I said uh, we're going to be going dark for two weeks, um, so we'll be back um, towards the uh, last. So third week of February um, with the latest tech news and stories and hopefully uh, catch up and round up um, of everything that's happened over the next couple of weeks. Uh, of course, you can still find us on Twitter. We're at Weekly Tech Rant. Of course, all our show notes are techrant.online uh, for all the things we talked about here and all the links to the stories um, that we've referenced, including the Apple uh, bucket load of stories. Uh, there was no rumor mill this week, but that will be coming back um, as we get knee deep into WWDC uh, Apple release territory uh, in the yeah. coming months. But with that, I've been Jay.
1: I've been Carl. Have a good day, all.